How grammatically correct was that? Please get in touch, let me know. Welcome back to another episode of the Rathpeakin Rambler podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening in last week to um, the interview with Rusty Gray. It was great crack, and hopefully he'll be back on again in the future. Uh, hopefully do a few more interviews with um, some music types, friends, future friends. And everyone's a future friend in the world of the Rathpeakin Rambler, isn't that right? Um, so yeah, so this week, I didn't have much of a plan, no, I told you last week, alright, that I, I had the idea from, um, one of the lads about the kind of battle royale, best armies and stuff, but I didn't want to do that this week because I want to give, like, have, I have the bracket planned out, but this week I'm going to start putting up the stories and have people vote, if people vote, people don't, that's fine, because I have my own winners picked already, but if you manage to sway me with your your choices, then they'll they'll win, you know. Um, I just have to kind of uh, properly do that out. So I'm I'm happy enough with it so far. But I didn't want to do it this week. I didn't want to rush it because it's a, it's such a good idea that actually need it does need time um, and it needs to be done properly, do you know. Whereas I can use this podcast this week as kind of you know, just throw out a few things that I've been watching. Bit of shite talk as usual. Sure, nothing new there says yourself. But this week we're going to be talking about two or three different kind of movies and shows I've been watching. We're going to talk about them briefly. I'm not going to spoil everything for you. But um, I'm just going to give you some suggestions as to what to watch. And also talk a little bit at the end about some random shite. So we're going to be talking about The Wife. We're going to be talking about Unit 42. And we are going to be talking about Unforgotten Season 1. Three great pieces of art, guys. Three fantastic pieces of art. But before we get into that, a word from our sponsors, Barry's Tea. No, a word from Rusty Gray with the uh, with the intro to the piece. I've done seen all of these movies. I've done read reviews. But all these other critics leave me less amused. I still need opinions. I'm just messing, dude. But it's got to come from the projection room. Yeah, yeah. Right, so what did we think of that? Another, the same, not another, the same fantastic intro by Rusty Gray. Uh, thanks once again to Rusty for the interview on Friday and for the and for the intro and outro to the podcast and stuff. Absolutely love it. And makes me sound like a professional old buy, doesn't it? So we're going to get straight into the movies this week because we're going to talk a little bit about random stuff at the end. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about, guys, is The Wife, uh, the 2017 um, award-winning film starring Glenn Close and Jonathan Price. Uh, it's on Netflix, Ireland and UK. I'm not sure. It's probably on Netflix US, but or wherever you're listening from. I mean, I don't know the exact locations of where people are listening from, but I know the blog gets views from um, countries that I've never even been, and I just love it so much. Like, there was Slovenia yesterday, Bangladesh one day, um, Malaysia was there. Um, absolutely love that. So if anybody's listening who's from those countries, thanks so much for tuning in or for even reading 
or you know just clicking on by by accident and by on randomly just makes me feel like a winner so thank you so much but if it's not on netflix us or netflix in your country um it'll surely be on some um pirating website so just go watch it there because it's after making all its money already and it's after winning the awards it won so don't worry about that do whatever you need to do to watch it it is so the premise of the of this movie <clears throat> is that Jonathan Price, who plays Joe Castleman, has won the Nobel Prize for Literature. And his wife, Glenn Close, plays Joan Castleman. She's kind of the long-suffering wife, you know, who puts up with him, does everything for him, makes him happy. And that's the way it's portrayed to us. Like, they're going to Sweden, to Stockholm, um, for his uh, award ceremony. And... They're, they're, they seem like that kind of general relation, all the relationship you see where the, the man cracks all the jokes and the wife, the woman cr- cracks a few jokes and gets a few laughs, but it's always like, oh, you're the wife of Joe Castleman. Yeah, it's never like, you're Joan Castleman. It's like, this is my wife. I'm the writer. This is my wife. And that transforms then into like a relationship with a lot of infidelity, with... um a lot of ego, fragile egos and a power dynamic and instead of having Joe as the genius we see that Joan is the genius behind everything and that who knows what genius Joe really has at all but because of the way America was in the 50s, 60s Joe gets all the plaudits while Joan doesn't get any plaudits or any recognition whatsoever and this movie is... Joan or Glenn Close at her absolute breaking point. Um, so it got an IMDb rating of uh, 7.2 out of 10, which is fairly good. I gave it an 8.5 and I took a few points off there because I kind of, I half knew the premise going in, so like that's fine, I don't mind that. You know, if there's a little lull at the start because I know it's going to get better or it's going to get more... Uh, it's going to get faster even like because it's very slow burning but high rewarding but if you don't know the story and you went in and you were just thinking like okay i'm gonna watch this this looks good glenn close is good jonathan price is good you know there's a lull when they get to stockholm first and he's meeting all the other winners and he's meeting all his guests and stuff and it's like they're really spoon spoon feeding you jesus christ man spoon feeding um, if anybody didn't know, spoon is the plural of spoon. One spoon, two spoons. <laughs> spoon feeding. They're really spoon feeding you at the start when they when you get to Stockholm first. And you know that that's fine. Like I mean, whatever. But you know, it it it's it's nothing major. But if you were kind of dubious about the film, and twenty, twenty five, thirty minutes in you know, you still don't know an awful lot about the background of the characters, then you're kind of like, all right, is this movie for me? Will I go back to watching New Girl or The Office, you know? And that's, a part of me felt a bit of that last night, but luckily I kind of half knew the premise of the story, so I was like, okay, it's going to get better. Um, Glenn Close and Jonathan Price are absolutely unreal. Like, it was like, they both, when they're, especially when they're on screen together, um, Glenn Close when she was on screen with anyone she just drew the camera to her like she was fantastic Jonathan Price not so much but when the two of them were on screen together 
that was something special. It was like watching like a two a two person play, and it was just unbelievable. Glenn Close, especially, she was. And we all know Glenn Close is a a fantastic uh, actress. Like I watched her recently in The Crooked House, and actually Max Irons, who plays Glenn Close and Janet Price's son in this, is in Crooked House as well as the lead detective. That's something else I might I might review because I watched it there last week and I actually really liked it. But um, she was in The Crooked Crooked House, and while not every performance was great and it was all drawn out, hers was fantastic, and in this as well. Max Irons is in this. He's he's okay in this. Um, Jonathan Price is fantastic in this when he's on screen with Glenn Close. Um, but Glenn Close just steals steals the show, steals the show. Um, so yeah, like okay, fifteen, twenty, twenty five minutes in, you could be forgiven for being a tiny bit bored. But please, I beg of you, please stick until the last. You know, please stick with it. It's fantastic overall. Excuse me, what? Just had lunch, little uh, little hummus burp there for you. Um, but the last kind of the last hour is mesmerizing to watch as you as the kind of plot unravels and you see the secrets that are in the marriage and you see like that Joan Castleman has put up with so many infidelities and you know bad times with Joe because of his genius and then you're like is it his genius at all like she's left her own literary career go just to fan the flames of this guy and who knows what work he's done at all but it is fantastic you'll see it coming from a mile away um you know the secret I'm not going to explicitly say it even though I probably did there about two minutes ago because I'm a tool but brilliant um, Glenn Close, she was up for the Oscar for Best Actress that year and she lost out to Olivia Colman for The Favourite, which I haven't seen. I I have to watch that now. I, I must find out where to watch that. After watching this, I kind of feel like she deserved it, but I'm going to have to watch um, The Favourite to have an actual impartial view. I do like Olivia Colman and I do like Glenn Close, but I feel like Glenn Close might have missed out on this i feel like she deserved it but once again i'm gonna have to watch um the favorite um but yeah it's on netflix it's it's brilliant i would recommend it to everyone um jonathan price you'll know jonathan price from game of thrones he was the high septum you know the guy who came in and absolutely just wrecked king's landing um not king's landing but you know like wrecked all the characters in there like you know he was the guy who got Cersei's hair all chopped off and everything and made her walk through the town, walk through the city, and your one, what was that one, that fucking weird nun's name, was like, shame, 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 and he was mad, but he's also in The Two Popes, I believe, he's a brilliant actor, Glenn Close um, is just one of the more one of the most famous actresses around um she was in that crooked house nobby what was that movie she was in um where she played the transgender man um but she's brilliant and um, christian slater is all also in this and he's he's good actually as um kind of a, a slimy wannabe autobiographer of joe Casman who finds out the secret 
and threatens to spill it. He's very good in this. Uh, Max Irons is also. He's grand in this. He's Jeremy Irons' son. Jeremy Irons is actually one of my favorite actors, but um, Max Irons has a bit to go. He's finding his voice, as Joe Castleman says to his son in this. Um, she's going close in Warcraft. Sorry, I'm just surfing um, IMDb. It's my favorite website. Whenever I'm watching a movie or a TV show, I go straight into IMDb and look up the trivia. What other people have been in? Um, it's brilliant. I actually absolutely love the site and has all the trailers you need. Um, Glenn Close and Fatal Attractions. Actually, haven't seen that. She was Cruella Deville. We all know her as Cruella Deville. And she was in absolutely loads of other stuff as well. Like she was in Hook. She's she is one of the top actresses of all time, and you see it no more so than in the no more so than in this movie. Um, what an absolute, what a brilliant movie! Please go watch it on Netflix, and if it's not on Netflix, try and find it on any web pirating website, because it's made its money and it's won it won its awards, guys. Okay. So that is The Wife, and my review of that is actually up today as well on my blog. Whenever you're listening to this, I release it on my blog the same day as the podcast dropped. So go read the review as well if you want. It'll be the exact same as you've just heard, but sure, why not? Why not, guys? Right, on to the first TV show that we're going to be talking about, or I'm going to be talking about, you're going to be listening, hopefully, is Unit 42 on Netflix as well. Um, these are all on Netflix this week because um, Amazon Prime is proving to be not as good as Netflix, but there are some good TV shows that I much wa- must watch on Amazon Prime. Um, American God Season 2, one of my favourite TV shows when I first watched it in Season 1. Um, I also can't wait to watch Good Omens. But then Amazon Prime is weird because they have Season 2 of Fleabag, but not Season 1. Which is really annoying because I really want to watch Feedback as well. But anyways, we're not talking about Amazon Prime this week, possibly next week. We are talking about Netflix and we are talking about Unit 42. And the reason I feel like not many of you might have watched this is because it's in French. It's set in Belgium in Brussels, which I didn't realize until like the third fucking episode. But <laughs> enough about that. But it's set in Belgium in Brussels and you're you're with the cyber crime unit of um, the Brussels Police Department. And they speak French in Belgium, so I think people mightn't watch, might just skip on by it because, especially the way Netflix put the previews for the foreign language shows, you know, they have it in the dubbed version, and that does not look good. So you're like, why the fuck would I watch that? Most of those dubbed shows, if you just watch them in their original language with subtitles, are as good as any TV show that has been produced here or England or. America and Unit 42 is one of those shows it is absolutely fantastic it's 10 episodes of about 45 50 minutes each and they solve an, a crime an episode now sometimes things just fall into place like in those shows where it can they just fall into place and you know uh, a crime that happens at the start of the episode and you're like how are they going to find out who did this in 50 minutes and they always do, you know, but there are like, it's not like one episode and done, like you could, what you could start from the fifth episode, you can't because there is an overarching plot and storylines going on, like, um, 
So basically you have um, Sam, who is like a kind of a grizzled police detective who has lost his wife to cancer. And he's just coming back to work. He has three small, not small kids, but three young kids at home. One newborn baby, one like seven or eight year old fella, and a girl who's 13. And his brother is taking care of them while he goes off to work. But it's, you know, it's it's tough on him. So he goes back to work and you have um, Bob, Le Bob, um, who is a fellow who knows him from before, and two new people, Nassim and Billy. So Nassim and Billy are like proper cybercrime experts. Billy has kind of a shady, not a shady past, but she is also like, she doesn't do things exactly by the book. She goes behind her boss's back, Sam, who is now her boss, and Helen, who is their boss. She goes behind their back sometimes to get results, and that doesn't work out for her so well towards the end of the show. But it's it's just so good. like, um, And it do, it's not afraid of the subject matter either. Like, if you like kind of dark, gory stuff, but, like, you know, you also wouldn't mind a bit of light humor on the side, this is the show for you. And the characters are brilliant, like, um, Billy is played by Constance Gay, she is hilarious, um, Sam is very good as well, the guy who plays Sam, um, Bub, Le Bub is hilarious, like, they're actually, they're all very funny, and Nassim is hilarious too, um, it's very funny, like, the last episode, there's, like, a really, like, kind of, almost like a, a global crime about to happen, and Nassim has been hiding the fact that he's gay, and then he comes out when it's about to happen like that. The world is going to go into a shutdown or something. And he's like, I'm gay and I've met up with Kevin a few times. And everyone's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Kevin told us. And then he's like, oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, the whole show is very good. S- sometimes it can be a bit like, you know, oh, my God. How did you solve that crime? This Everything just fell into place. They, there's a lot of reaching. There's a lot of just assuming that something has happened and there was one episode all right where they just they really assumed something happened and they were lucky that it turned out that way obviously they weren't lucky because whoever wrote the show put it that way but you know that was the one time where it didn't feel real and as i said they're, they're not afraid to get into dark subject matter there is racism there's um there's rape there is pedophilia in this um like as in chasing down pedophiles like there's a lot of stuff and they're not afraid to go into it but I know that some people might want to watch something in a different language that is totally fine that used to be me but when I stopped watching dubbed because I watched um I don't know if any of you have seen it but Fauda it's a an Israeli no it's not an Israeli it's a Palestinian um tv show or no it's an Israeli one isn't it let me just double check that there. Um, but Fauda was about like <clears throat> the is is or Palestinian um guerrilla army against like the Israeli army. Let me just double check here. Yeah, like on IMDb it says the human stories on both sides of the Israel Palestine conflict. I have seen things saying that Fauda is very dangerous in the fact that it makes Palestinians out to look like they're actively seeking warfare when they are the ones being oppressed. And let me just say that here now, the Rathpeak and Rambler is in favour of free Palestine.
I stand with Palestine. But anyways, no, I haven't watched the show since. Not because of that. I probably would watch it because it's a TV show and I like TV shows and it's an action show. But I watched the dubbed version and I just couldn't get into it and I didn't give it a chance. So I should have switched to the um, the Arabic um, fucking subtitles. Do you know what I mean? But anyways... Don't make that mistake with this show. Unifor 2 is on Netflix. There are two seasons. There's, there's only one season on Netflix, but the second season is in 2019. So, like, I assume that that will be on Netflix in the next couple of months or year, hopefully, because the first season is very good. And it does end on a little cliffhanger with, with certain stories relating to Billy and Sam, I believe. So... That's another one, guys. Um, definitely check that out. And the last thing, I the last TV show I want to talk about, I'm not going to talk too much about this because I only watched the first season, was Unforgotten. I told you, and I've written about it, and I've said it before, but I, just the BBC, have crime. Not the BBC, like, solely, but, like, English television have crime drama thrillers just down pat they're they're just brilliant like i mean happy valley so so good paranoid was so so good um the bletchley circle uh oh they're all so good like no matter what time period you put them in as well like you know they're just very very good and i had heard a few like line of duty as well jeez i can't wait for that to finally i can't wait excuse me another hummus burp for you guys hummus 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 the food's so nice, they named it thrice, and um, I absolutely loved Line of Duty, but the last season, though, I just, just tell us who H is, and tell us it's Hastings, because it's all point to him, and if you tell me it's someone else, I'm going, I just hope I believe you, but Unforgotten was one that I had seen, and I had heard that it was very good, and something made me put it on, um on Friday night there and I it's six episodes 45 minutes each per season as far as I know and I just absolutely love it the first season was fantastic it tells the story of um it's it's based I'm not going to tell you the story because you just have to go watch it but it's it's about a police department who start taking on historical cases like cold cases and they try and solve the murder of a body they found of uh, Jimmy Sullivan from Liverpool who moved to London in the 70s amidst like nationwide racism and nobody knows who killed him but they find a notebook in his old car and they're, they're able to pinpoint like four or five kind of... Um, suspects so it's very very good it keeps you guessing all the way till the end and it's one case per season as far as i'm aware there's three seasons on netflix there's a fourth one that is coming out in 2020 as far as i believe i'm not sure if it's been delayed because of coronavirus i would assume so but it's fantastic it is a very 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 good tv show nicola walker is the lead in the series um one second now, go back to my trusty IMDb because this one's going out kind of half raw, guys. Uned- not unedited. There's going to be a bit of listening back. But it's a it's a, it's a, a bank holiday, you know? And artists such as myself, sometimes we're just not, we're not always on. Guys, I have a life, you know? 
I'm only joking. I'm just very lazy today. But um, Nicola Walker and Sanjeev Vaskar or Vaskar um, are the leads in this. And there's like first season, oh, like Bernard Hill, who played Ted in, in uh, Lord of the Rings. He was. Um, he was uh, one of the main characters of the first season, so they do have very well-known people playing victims, suspects, people of interest in the series. So I would implore all of you to go watch Unforgotten. Um, I would watch Unit 42 first, see what you think of it, and Unforgotten. There's three series on Netflix, so you have plenty of time to watch that. And the wife, definitely watch the wife. I'm not going to say too much more about Unforgotten because I still have two seasons to go on Netflix. But it is a fantastic TV show. I'm just going to say now that it, it looks like it's going to be my favourite out of all of them. You know, Line of Duty Series 3 with the whole thing with Dot Cotton at the end is probably my favourite moment of television in the last five, six years. But Unforgotten has some is just a brilliant a series overall so far so hopefully it um stays that way so that's kind of everything about movies and tv this week guys so we had the wife unit 42 and um unforgotten so please watch all of them and just you know they're a very good tv show it's something to pass the time especially during um covid-19 lockdowns and just before I go, um, I put up something on Facebook and Twitter yesterday about George Floyd. And I just want to reiter- reiterate again that um, George Floyd's senseless murder has made the world realize that we have never been doing enough to combat racism. And I use the word combat carefully there because we ha- we can't. And I'm not... You know, I'm not making any, I don't want you to get me wrong. I know plenty of people can turn around and say, what are you doing, Keen? Like, I mean, I'm, I've am i done nothing. I signed a few petitions last night and I'm going to donate to a few causes and stuff today, especially indirect provision and um, some bailout funds in the US because we're all complicit by staying silent. And not just about racism in America, but racism here against black Irish people, travelers, everyone. As long as direct provision goes on here, we can't claim to be the isle of hope and freedom that we think we are. And as I was just saying, we're all complicit if we stay silent. And I'm not going to turn into one of those guys that's going to be like, you know, onto my friends be like, what did you do today for to end racism? I'm, it's not about that. It's just about realizing that we all have a part to play and even retweet, even retweeting and liking and showing support while not, probably not, I, not that it's not ideal, but, you know, we, we, we just have to do something is, is what I believe and um, show tangible support. Not to stay silent and feel awkward when something happens, but to speak up. Because there's plenty of it, you know, there's plenty of it going around. We've all seen it in our lives and stuff. And I just want to say rest in peace, George Floyd. And rest in peace, all the black people who have lost their lives in America. 
and who have not found justice or found peace because they're because they're murderers who are usually cops or white rednecks have gone free and I understand that not everyone might agree with me about this about that like but you know the cops the police have a lot to answer for over in America especially the wave of violence that they've introduced to the peaceful protests that have gone on and it's just it's it can't it can't continue I was talking to my friend um, she lives in Minnesota I was just checking in that she was okay she lives in Minneapolis thank god she's okay but you know naively I was saying you know at least they won't be able to go back to normal this is wide scale and she's like well this has happened in cities before and 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 nothing has changed so you know hopefully hopefully change starts because it is widespread and it's worldwide so just wanted to add that in rest in peace George Floyd rest in peace Elmwood Arbery rest in peace Brianna Taylor everyone who has lost their lives and has not found justice or found peace and I think I'm just going to end it there guys because that's a fitting end Um. One last thing, I suppose I'll just add in before. Um, so it's looking like cinemas are going to be open again um, in July sometime because cinemas don't want to lose out on the summer, which is totally understandable. I, for one, can't wait to go back to the cinema. Um, can't wait for new things to be out, you know, because while this has been great, I've been watching a lot of uh, older movies and stuff. Not older movies, but stuff that I haven't watched, you know. I, I am looking forward to seeing what new stuff coming out. I know, like, stuff has been pushed back till next year, but, um, you know, I am really looking forward to, like, Tenet. No, that is one that is going to be brilliant. I talked about that last week. But, yeah, cinemas are opening up in July, um, in the middle of July, I'd say. And it's looking like Phase 2 will be June 8th. Um, so we're looking forward to a bit more freedom here in Ireland. Um, in relation to COVID-19 so that's good to look forward to I just want to say have a fantastic week guys um, you can find me on the Rat Peak and Rambler at WordPress I'm on Facebook at the Rat Peak and Rambler Twitter at the Rat Peak and Rambler Instagram the Rat Peak and Rambler um, I am here if anyone needs to talk about anything that's just me and thanks to everyone for liking, sharing and subscribing I absolutely love you all from the bottom of my heart and from the top of my heart, whichever phrase you like to use. Playing us out is Rusty Gray out of Queens, New York. Thanks once again to everyone for tuning into the interview on Friday. You're all stars. I love you all deeply. Have a fantastic one. Stay safe, stay inside. Uh, this is nothing that you've seen before. Yeah. This is not something for the green sea low. This is something that we need dope Reviews of the movies, favorite TV shows Or take you lit talks about life That's just in second breakfast Two themes in one podcast Huh, this man is restless He got just what you seek in Scrambler He is the Wrath Peak in Rambler